there, it's Toby, and before you get started on this episode, I wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Retro Pop Relics. Retro Pop Relics has been creating some of the coolest 3D printed giant video game cartridges. If you visit RetroPopRelics.com, you can see a bunch of the cartridges that are already available. You can get Super Smash Brothers, Paper Mario, Super Mario World, Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, and even Green. These are perfect decorations for your game room. So again, go check out RetroPopRelics.com. And if you use the promo code Genie at checkout, you'll get 10% off RetroPopRelics.com. Enjoy the show. BatSecretMedia.com Hey there gamers, welcome to the Secret Levels Podcast. On this week's episode, grab your collection, because we're going on a side quest. I'm player one, Toby. I am player two, Goobs. And we have a special guest with us. Will you please introduce yourself? Yeah, hey guys, it's Harrison from Game Eye. So we're very excited to talk to you because Game Eye is something in our little Secret Levels uh, community. Uh, we have a Discord also. We've got a bunch of people that love this app. So there's uh, a lot of people yeah. very excited to hear a lot of questions we've got for you. So uh, yeah, totally, man. Fire away, uh, Goobs. Do you want to do you want to tell them about our our scan nights? Oh yeah, when we first found out about the app, your app. <laughs> whole bunch of us got together and we just started cracking drinks over discord and going through our collections and scanning the games in or inputting the games in and like telling about the discoveries you'd find like oh shit like this game's actually worth a lot more than i thought and going through and just categorizing everything and just sharing our collections back and forth and the pure excitement and joy brought our group for a couple nights and it still does bring our group it was freaking awesome yeah. yeah, no, that makes me really happy, you know, uh, just when just all the various ways that people people find it entertaining. We still have like people that hadn't downloaded it yet or, or maybe new people that have come into our discord. We'll be talking about it and they'll be like, what's Game Eye? And then everyone's like, oh, my gosh, you have to download Game Eye. <laughs> so it's it always like gets rehashed every like uh, I'd say once a month or so. Someone doesn't have their collection all scanned in and stuff and, and it just kind of starts over and then. And then they they get excited because they're like, "Holy crap! Can you did you know this game is this much or this game is that much?" So it just starts the cycle over again, and then we all get excited. And uh, it's it's a great app. Now, when did this app? Uh, when did you start developing it? Uh, it's actually been like five years now. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So it was. Uh, I mean, if you guys want me to, I can kind of give you like a quick rundown on like how how it happened. Oh, I, I oh, would yes. love to hear that. Yeah. So, um, you know, like my collection was really starting to build up at around that time. And, you know, I was in all these like retro gaming and gamer groups and everything like that in the area that I was in. This was all in uh, Silicon Valley at the time. And um, I was like, man, I'd really love to keep track of all my stuff, but I'm not the kind of person to like make a spreadsheet or something like that, you know? Yeah. And uh, my first thought was, well, somebody's probably well, actually, the first thing that happened when I was like, 
I, I do like a lot of work with graphics and things like that. And one day I was playing some Xbox 360 game and somebody had given me a gift card. And to enter in the gift card, like all you had to do was like show it to the Kinect and it scanned it. And that kind of got me thinking, well, it would be really, really cool if I could just show my games to my phone and it would put them into some kind of collection, right? Right. So the first thing that I did was I started poking around and seeing what was already out there. And um, there was like a couple of good free apps, but they were only for Android. And at the time, I only had an iPhone. And the solutions for iPhone, I just kind of thought that they were like, way too expensive not that you know like 15 or 20 bucks is like out of the realm when we spend you know probably hundreds of dollars on games every year but <laughs> yeah <if> not more <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i just kind of thought you know like man that's that's not uh that doesn't seem right you know so and i also noticed that nobody had done this scanning feature so i just immediately the first thing that i was like well i just need to get this scanning feature working first and if that works then i'll build out the whole app Right. And uh, um, after like a month, I kind of had like a little demo set up where I was showing uh, my girlfriend at the time. She's my wife now. You know, like I like laid out a bunch of Game Boy games and just showed it to her that it was identifying them. And uh, she was like, oh, that's really neat. And I was like, yeah, I, I think I should definitely do this. And man, I didn't realize that it was going to end up being like a lifelong endeavor. <laughs> but uh, I've had like a lot of help from like some really good people that helped me make. Um, I don't know when you guys started using the app, but you know, like help me make it prettier and then a big community built up with beta testers and everything with people suggesting features. And, um, I'm just really, really happy with how it's grown and how, you know, like word of mouth has just really gotten around on it. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's super exciting to me now, you know, that's definitely the easiest one I've used and the best one. I'm not just saying that cause you're here, but yeah, no, I appreciate it. I've, I've used so many trash ones that first off, Let's go ahead and put this out there. It's a free app, right? So yeah. that's you know, uh, again, like you said, we spend so much money in games, but we're we're so cheap when it comes to <laughs> the organization. And there's so many apps out there that uh, that you got to pay like a monthly fee to or something. And I got to the point to where I had different notes on my phone, and like I'd have a PlayStation note, I'd have a Nintendo sixty four note, uh, PS two. And I would hand write all, or hand type, I should say, all the games that I had. So, like, if I went to, you know, a thrift store or a game store, and I was like, do I have that game? And I'd have to look through all my notes and find the right yeah. category. And it was miserable. Yeah, this is the best app I've used, and it's much better than typing it into your iPhone notes. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, especially oh, yeah. when you're yeah, hunting yeah. in the wild, man. It's uh, quick and easy to pull up. I'm like, okay, do I have this game or not? Or, like, what condition do I have it in? The condition thing, like having the condition or like if you got the box, because you've got it to where you can check off all these these very nice things. And then what's also super handy is if you're looking up the game to see if you have it or don't have it, you can also kind of compare the price from like what's on the app to like what they're trying to sell it for to you for. So you kind of know if you're maybe getting a little ripped off or if it's a decent price or not, you know? Yeah, totally. And I, I feel like some of the other solutions that are out there, like maybe like somebody like kind of had the idea and paid somebody to make it or something like that. I don't feel like I don't feel like a lot of the solutions were made by like gamers for gamers if that makes any sense, you know. Right. Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah, so I mean like I'm not going to name names and it's, you know, definitely a form of flattery, but like I've noticed that like some of my biggest competitors like their releases over the past few years have been like 
more or less just incorporating ideas from game I, <laughs> which, you know, which tells me I'm in the, I'm going in the right direction. You know what I mean? If, if, if I'm, if I'm moving, you know, this very teeny cottage industry like that. But, um, but yeah, uh, I think that's kind of the biggest thing is that like some of these were just made by people that like, maybe they had already like had like a comic book collection app and then they paid somebody to make a, a games version or something like that. Or, or maybe they were just like so profit oriented, you know, that they didn't stop to think about like how they could make their app the best, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I think that's kind of like what's definitely like set us apart and definitely, you know, it being free has like helped get like a really, really responsive community going, which has been, you know, just really helpful. Just, you know, like hearing all the feedback from everybody and having, I mean, it has like almost 2000 beta testers. So it's, uh, it just makes for a really, really good environment, you know? And then like it being free also got me a lot of other people to kind of join in and help, you know, like I'm not like a, uh, a user experience designer. And I had like some people that would volunteer their time to help me improve that and those kinds of things. So it just, it just really has like, for me, a really, really good community vibe. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great when someone like a whole bunch of people all come together for the same cause and make something so good. Yeah, totally. See, I use a similar app for my vinyls called Discogs, and totally, yeah. I, Discogs is fine, but like even even when I'm typing in stuff for Discogs, I'm like, uh, I wish this was more like Game Eye. <laughs> like I get disappointed putting in stuff that you know of my collection or whatever into Discogs because it's just it's a it. I feel like it's a hassle. It's not. It's not. Hmm. I don't want to say. I don't know. It's just it's a hassle. <laughs> it's it's not as easy as like, oh, here's the game. This is, you know, and just uh, select how it looks and, and what I have of it. I don't know. The, there's other apps. I've tried. I've tried comic book apps. I've never found one comic book organi- organization app that I enjoyed. So I don't have one. And I've got thousands of comics that are just unorganized. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I have that. So, uh, yeah, especially I. I I've got a pretty decent size collection, so it's. I'm telling you, the game I app has has helped me a lot. Now, I was going to ask you, what you said you had a big collection and you needed organizing, so you 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 created the app because you needed it. So how yeah. how big was your collection when when you first started making the app? Well, there's a couple funny things about that. Well, at the time, it was probably only about 500, but. Some of them were with me in the valley. Some of them were at my mom's house. Some of them were at my dad's house. And the app actually grew like so quickly. And I was having to debug other people's collections and things like that and load up their files and see how they were using it that I, I didn't even get my full collection into the app until about a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah yeah so when we were when we moved from california to tennessee and i was like well man I, I have to do it now you know because i'm moving all this stuff across the country and i'm paying these people to move it and yeah, make sure it all gets yeah there. exactly i didn't want to lose like a single bit of it you know and by then by then it had grown from you know like the 500 when i started to around like 1500 now see uh pretty big collection yeah yeah oh it's not it's not as i mean i've seen people like you know show me their you know their landing page and they've got like 250 grand worth of stuff logged in there and i'm just i'm just like floored you know 
Um, yeah, so I'm nowhere near at the top, but, uh, but you know, I've, I've definitely got, I mean, my wife would be shocked to hear that, right? She thinks I'm a hoarder. <laughs> uh, you know, then I'm like, well, look at this guy, you know, he's got, you know, 30,000 games, you know, how am I supposed to compete with that? <laughs> See, I'm not that bad. That, that's... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you always show uh, the one person that's worse, right? Yeah. Oh, and then another thing is that, you know, like game I being successful has kind of helped me be like, well, I have to so that I can test the app. <laughs> Yeah, no. see if this game scans. Yeah, exactly. It, it's funny that you built an app to help with your collection. That's kind of why we started the show is because I've got such a huge collection. It was like, well, I've got to make an excuse for to have this many games. I'm going to start reviewing them, and now yeah. it's research. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's perfect. I love it. Uh, has, has anyone ever like used it for some kind of insurance claim? Like, you know, if they unfortunately have like a house fire or anything like that, is that? Yeah. Um, we actually just shared a story really recently where somebody had their collection at their parents' house in the basement and a pipe burst. And, uh, now they didn't have like, you know, an insane collection, but it was at least like three or $4,000 worth. And they gave, um, the insurance adjuster, like a copy of the generated spreadsheet, and they got the full value out. So I thought that nice. was pretty neat. That's yeah, a record of what you have. So yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. That only happened just like a couple months ago. So oh, that's so that's really recent. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny because like every two months, because you like you said, it's you've got the thing to where you can make a restore point, um, and it'll send you a spreadsheet. It'll email it to you, which I update mine every two months. That way, if I if I forgot that I added a game or if I added some games, no matter what, I've always got the last, you know, I've only lost whatever I didn't put in for the last two months if something terrible were to happen. Totally. And well, so one thing that's probably kind of like maybe like one of like the things that people aren't a big fan of is that you have to make restore points. So I just want to touch on real quick something that we've been working on. It's been taking a long time because I'm not a website programmer. But uh, we're getting really, really close to launching the first version of our website. Now, the first version is not going to have it, but the second version is where you can have like an account and it'll automatically if and it's optional, you know, so if you're one of those privacy oriented people, you don't have to do this. But uh, and then it'll automatically back it up for you on the website, which is, you know, a little bit better of a system than being reminded every week to make a restore point. Right. I mean, you know, it, that the restore point that you have now, it's not that bad. You just click yes or no and then you carry on. Uh, like I said, it, it yeah, reminds you'd, you'd be surprised how many people just like see a pop up box and then just hit no immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I enjoy it because it reminds me. Oh yeah, it's been a while since I've you know saved saved my my work so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like even one of my like best friends who runs a game shop out there in California. Shout out to Nostalgia Alley. Uh, he didn't make a, a restore point uh, for like three or four months, and then his phone you know completely broke. I, I don't know if it like you know fell into a river or what, but so you know like. Even he who knows, like, you know, like he explicitly knows that this is something to always be backing up. He had to, you know, start back from like from like his collection in October. Uh, that's that's rough. Is there a way to because I haven't had to get a new phone in a long time. If I get a new phone and download the app, is there a way to send that restore point to the new phone? Like to the Absolutely. New- that's kind of like one of the points of it is that, um, you know, like if you just 
email it to yourself or put it wherever you want. You can put it in the cloud or, you know, there's different options depending on your iPhone or, or Android. But, uh, but yeah, it's the same process. You know, you just you click on that file on your new phone and then your collection will be imported into the app. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. It's so handy. <laughs> I have, yeah. Luckily, I haven't, I haven't had to do that yet. So. Yeah, I've been through a few phones now. And, of course, I have to test on Android, too. So I just send my restore point over there and load that up or load up some other user's one. Or sometimes I'll stress test it with one of these guys that have one of those insane collections. Right. Just to make sure it pulls in everything like it's supposed to. Just to kind of see how how it performs on different devices. It should be really independent of how many games you have in the app. But, you know, sometimes it's just a good sanity check. Right. So what is your personal collection mostly consist of? Oh, man. Well, I'd say that my favorite stuff is anything that I grew up with or something that I grew up around but couldn't have, you know? Right. So, I mean, like, I've got, you know, like... I've got my Sega Genesis games, my Super Nintendo games. I'm really, really obsessed with Game Boy games just because they're so small and neat. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, like one of my favorite things that I have now is my Neo Geo collection. Oh, you that's know? cool. You know, my dad was pretty good about uh, spoiling the crap out of me. But I remember like asking him if he could get me a Neo Geo one time when we were in, I think it was like an electronics boutique way back in the day. And uh, I didn't know what the prices were or anything like that, but I saw him ask the guy, and I saw his face. <laughs> and I knew they were that, not cheap. Yeah, that was going to be a permanent no. <laughs> so just having that now, and like having like a converter so that I can play the cheaper MVS games and everything like that, I, I'm I'm really really obsessed with that for sure. That's pretty awesome. Uh, so what was what was like your first console and first your first gaming system and some of your first games that you remember playing? Yeah, well, my first experience was with my dad's 2600, and I uh, actually got my name from Harrison Ford from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And, nice. yeah, like it was like my parents' first date or one of their most memorable first dates or something like that. That's the story that they've always told me. So he had an Indiana Jones game for the Atari 2600, and I picked that up, and it was garbage. <laughs> like, I could not get into it at all. You know, I played a couple of arcade games at that point at the pizza shops or whatever, and I thought that those were really cool. But I maybe messed around with it for like a day, and I, I never played with it again. But then within like six months or a year was when the NES was really blowing up. And I remember us being in Walmart and me like begging my dad for an NES for Christmas. And sure as shit, I got it. And that was definitely in the beginning of the obsession. <laughs> Uh, so I'm, I'm guessing you got all the all the typical big hits, Mario, oh, yeah, Mario Legend of Zelda. Speed. Yeah, Zelda, Ninja Gaiden, all that stuff. Now, which is is you? I know you said Game Boys are, are your favorite, but like, what was like the the console that you go back to the most? The one that I go back to the most is probably right now Super Nintendo. Um, I, I got the, I have like one of the FPGA consoles from analog, you know, and I have the FX pack pro, even though I've got a pretty big super Nintendo collection. Um, I've definitely loved like jumping like back into that and kind of reliving all of that. Uh, game boy. I just remember like the, the feeling when like it wasn't my birthday or anything. My dad just brought it home probably like two days after launch and surprised me with it. And just that feeling of having what, you know, kind of played like a Nintendo and being able to take that to school and stuff, like, I don't think that I've ever gotten over that. 
you know, like, pending. Yeah, it, it was just yeah, exactly. But it was just so amazing to me, you know, like that that I could play this now, like everywhere I went. Like I had like one or two gaming watches before that, and you know, I mean, they were, they were really neat and cool looking. But uh, the Game Boy was when like I really thought that we were in the future, you know. <laughs> You know, speaking of like Game and Watch, uh, for the game I app, is there? Can you add Game and Watches on there? I haven't ever even yeah. looked. So there's a couple things to discuss there. So I get the game data from the GamesDatabase.net, and that's going to change in the future because I'm reforming the data to have region information, and with that region information, that also allows me to attach prices to like say like Japanese and European games. So that's kind of one of the big big things that's going on behind the scenes for the website. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I'm really, really excited about that. Like, hopefully here within like a week or two, I'm going to start actually teasing screens from the website. The other thing is that the games database supplies Game & Watch entries, but price charting, which is where I currently get all my hardware information from, they also supply it. So, like, right now, if you look in the app, you can find them under both games and under consoles. They are in there. And some of them are incredibly expensive. But the the ones that have the prices attached to them are the ones that are in the console section. And when the site comes out and I take full control of all of the data, those will all be merged into one. Uh, so there won't be that little weird discrepancy there. But yeah, they're definitely in there. And if you're going to add them or look for them, uh, I would go to the console section for now. Yeah, so it's not just it's not just games that you can add on there. You've got systems, you got peripherals, you got the toys to life, and recently, real recently, you added print media, right? Yep, yep, yep. So now we have like Nintendo. I think it's just Nintendo Power and Strategy Guides for now. But I definitely want to expand it to like you know the the magazines I grew up with, like EGM and GamePro and those kinds of things. Oh, that'd be really cool. Yeah, not a week went by as a child when I didn't buy one of those magazines. Oh, I know. I never had any subscriptions, so I don't have like any particular loyalty, but definitely be at Blockbuster and see one with like a cover that just spoke to you and get that one, you know? I always went for the uh, the, the ones that said tips and tricks real big on the front. Cause I, yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> you would flip through to, to the back where it would have like the different colored... Uh, uh, edges to like green would be uh, or no blue was Sega red was Super Nintendo uh, I think green was PlayStation but yeah like that was my my magazine of choice but that that's really cool the Toys of Life are, are like the Lego Dimensions and like Amiibo and Skylanders and is that Infinite uh, inf- what is that one game called yeah Disney Infinities in there yes. And uh, just recently, uh, it supports Amiibo cards now, too. Oh, very cool. Now, is there any consoles or anything that you know of that aren't in the catalog of stuff that you can pick from? Not really popular ones. I know that, for example, like a few like Japanese computer systems aren't in there yet. Mm. And like MSX is in there, but MSX2 isn't in there. So just, just ones like that, as far as I know, there's... There's like maybe like a few like one-off systems that didn't do all that well that aren't in there, but you can technically request to have a new system added to TGDB, and you know then then I have to integrate against it, and then it's in there too. But again, those like soon, you know, will be not to use like a bad word because you know they're a great site, but divorcing from the games database and you know having our own way of adding systems or letting people add new games, and even better than that, like 
right now, like all the price matching is done by me, you know, because I'll just give you guys an example. You know, if, if in one database it's called Super Mario Brothers for whatever reason, and in the other database it's called Super Mario Bros, there's no way to like programmatically say that those are both the same game. So then like I have to go in there and say, actually, this game from this database is this game from the other database. And that's how the prices get filled in. Gotcha. Okay. But once once the website's out, instead of just me doing that, everybody will be able to go, hey, this game doesn't have a price attached to it. But I see that it does have a price in price charting and we'll be able to use the power of the community, you know, which is, you know, hundreds of thousands strong by now to to link up every game that does have a price in price charting. You know, the, the algorithm, you know, like matches up things as best as it can, but, you know, it can only do so much. So that's going to be like another big boon. I kind of have to ask, how how is it able to to be free? Because it sounds like you put in so much work. And I mean, I, I... there's two things. Uh, one, I was like, I was so offended by how much the apps cost <laughs> that I was like, I'm just going to release this for free. And, uh, you know, I get paid pretty well with my day job, so I wasn't really concerned about making money. Right. Um, You know, I kind of figured, well, you know, like maybe one day I'll figure out ways to make money, but I never want the app, like any of the features that I've released so far, you know, I never want those to be behind a paywall. You know, I want as many people as possible to use it. And then, you know, if I can think of some ways to monetize later then i'll i'll take those routes so like the way that it pays for itself right now it doesn't make a whole lot of money but it helps me pay for my server costs and my developers licenses and uh all those things you know like i have a server that hosts all the imagery and the database and everything like that is uh through the affiliate links so if you click on say like the ebay button and you buy anything within the next 24 hours, I get like 1% of that. Oh, very cool. So like uh, if, if I'm just looking at one of my games, uh, I, I, <laughs> I'm looking at Scarface. Uh, it, it's yeah. got it's got Amazon link, a YouTube link. Is that is that where you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So if you if you're like searching and out and about and you see a game that you want, I mean, this is the typical use case. You see a game that you want and you realize that it's not costing that much right now. You click on the eBay link and you buy that game. I'll get some some predetermined cut from eBay on that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that easily covers my server costs. You know, even though, uh, again, like because you know, like I was in a really really tough sector in Silicon Valley that was really really oriented on keeping costs as low as possible. Even when it wasn't making enough money to co- cover the costs, you know, I was able to cover it easily. Right. And I always forget about this. It's got the meta score on there too, so you can kind of. And I guess this is a new feature. Uh, you have um, how much percentage you've played of a game, and if you've beat it or not. Yep. Yeah. So that was kind of you know like I want the app to be and the website too, but I want the app to be like everything that you could want from like you know as a gamer you know. So. I began thinking about like, well, you know, it'd be nice if I could have the app like randomly pick me a game that I haven't beat or that I've I've started but haven't completed or that I've beaten but I haven't one hundred percented and all those kinds of things. So yeah, that's kinda have to kinda challenge you. Like, hey, yeah, you, yeah. you haven't beat this yet, beat it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we all have that back catalog, right? 
Oh my gosh, totally. <laughs> we have all these games that we haven't even touched. That's just <laughs> yeah, uh, so, part of so collecting. Once, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I really, really want to expand uh, all that once the website is done to like to you know be able to mark games that you really want to play but haven't played and those kinds of things. You know, to have kind of like uh, I can't remember the site, but you know, there's some sites out there that that will like give you like kind of like a bounty system to kind of encourage you to play a game that you haven't played and those kinds of things. I definitely think that those are really interesting, especially now that, you know, it's like kind of like the same thing, like uh, with like once you had Netflix and you get like choice paralysis, you know, like you have so many things to watch that maybe you just end up watching Seinfeld for the millionth time. <laughs> I was yeah, just watching Seinfeld earlier today. <laughs> it's on, and it's like one of the shows that I have on in the background when I'm working pretty much every day. And, you know, I have like at least 30 shows that I want to watch. But like in order to watch it, you have to be in that like mindset to be like, okay, I'm going to actually sit here and pay attention, you know? Right. Or you just sit there and end up scrolling for like an hour. Like, okay. Oh yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like for me, like, you know, I started getting the same kind of choice paralysis with all the games that, you know, you have, you know, it's like, well, I have them all and I have flashcards and all that kind of stuff and really need some help picking some stuff out. Though I will tell you, once you have a kid in the mix, he'll really help you pick what your next game is that you're going to play. <laughs> I do like the idea of like a, a game roulette where it's just like, all right, what game am I going to play from the collection? And hitting a button and it's yeah, like, totally. here you go. That's one of those things where it's like, man, I just really don't know what to play. And you're like, all right. And I mean, like I even use it, for example, like for a while. And, you know, again, because of me being so, so hard to get me into social media. I mean, when I'm in it, I'm in it. But then when I'm out of it, I'm like, ah. Like, I wanted to post, like, artwork from, you know, a random system, you know, like, on my Twitter account. And I was using it to help me curate it, you know. Like, I would pick, like, okay, let's go to Neo Geo and then set the, the you know, set the genre to fighting and then pick a random game. Boom, there's the cover to share. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a it's a great app. I mean, like I said, we, we use it all the time. I use it anytime I go game hunting or trying to compare a price or something it's it's constantly it gets much much more use than my discogs my my discogs because i don't really go to record stores and go hunting i just order stuff because i'm lazy but yeah, I hear. game hunting is always fun because even if you find like a, a couple dollar game you know like I've, vinyls are always expensive i feel like you never you're never gonna find like cheap vinyl like unless they're super old for just a few bucks but games you might find some like weird NES game that's like a dollar. So you're like, all right, I'm going to buy this. Let me see if I have it in my collection already. So I, I, I do hunt more for, for games. Part of that for me, at least, like when I started really, you know, to quote my wife, hoarding NES games and Game Boy games, is that like something about the art really takes me back. You know, like I'll see the art and I can like picture myself being in Walmart as like a five-year-old. And, you know, back then, you know, like, we didn't even really have magazines, so the art was everything. You know, like you'd look at the yeah, art. That's what sold the game. Yeah, exactly. Got you to rent it, right? You're at Blockbuster, and like, oh, that game looks cool. Yeah, and I mean, it's you know, I mean, like, it's unfortunate now that you know every single game is like for like a boxed NES game is like so expensive. But I mean, like, even just like holding like a game that like you and your buddies used to play after school, like Double Dragon, which is like crazy common, you know. But that box art, even as weird as it looks, you know. It really, really takes me back. And, you know, I can, like, almost see myself being a little kid and being like, oh, my God, this looks so badass. Uh, now, I was also curious, with 
uh, with we don't like to say the c word, but with the with the COVID and everything, uh, we don't like to say it just because it it dates the episodes. But did you see any kind of like big download boom or anything like when when COVID was at its peak and because all the video game prices just shot up sky high. We, it's interesting. I'll tell you one boom that I did see happen when everybody got their like big check from the government. <laughs> I had like, my best month ever on eBay. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like it was like so clear as day. Like you could literally see like the week that the checks went out and me like having like a, a record number of eBay references that month. That is so cool. <laughs> I mean, it's cool, but also that sucks because that's the t- that's probably the exact same time all of the video game prices started going sky high. Oh yeah, I think I definitely think that that's related. You know, like everybody kind of didn't have as much to do as they normally did, and just really started diving in. And then, of course, you know, like all the the grading stuff really took off, and you know that that added a whole nother layer. Yeah. Do, now, is there a spot on on Game Eye for graded stuff? Well, so, you know, like technically price charting does give graded prices, but I'm not going to integrate with it. And I'll tell you why, because there's such a wide swing for graded prices, depending on, you know, like what your grade was and and all those kinds of things that it doesn't make sense to integrate them. So like what I suggest to anybody that has decided to grade some games is just to just to add a tag, you know, like how you can set, you know, you can create your own tagging system in the app. So, you know, they just create a tag for graded and then throw that on there and then boom, you know, you have it graded. Yeah, because you also have the little spot for for you. You're able to add notes and stuff, which is yeah. great. That way you can be like, ah, my label's torn or whatever may be the issue. That's what I use the notes for to be like if I'm out and about to be like, you know, I'd really like to replace this copy, you know? Yeah. Now, are you are you still hunting, or is it is it a never ending collection, or have you slowed you down? No, it is, Toby. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely never ending, but I've definitely slowed down. Well, especially you with know, the market the way it is right now. Yeah, exactly. Like I'll occasionally, you know, like like I said that you know my buddy has that store at Nostalgia Alley, and he'll occasionally slide me a deal for something that I really really want, you know, and then I'll pick it up. Or like uh, I have another friend from my hometown and. Uh, Destin, Fort Walton Beach, Florida, and he's got a store called Rad Junk. And, you know, I'll, I'll always make sure to go there and at least pick up like a couple of things, you know, just to just to kind of keep the dream going. But right. it's definitely, definitely, definitely slowed down. I mean, my my personal collection is also kind of slowed down just because of the prices, Ooh, the prices, because I'm I'm a hoarder. I mean, that's what it is. I'm a video game hoarder. Uh, yeah. I didn't realize I was a collector. Historian, Toby. A historian. <laughs> we preserve it. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize I was a collector for years, but it wasn't that I was trying to be a collector. It was, well, if I go sell my games, what am I getting? Like a buck or two for them? I'm just going to keep them. I can always come back and play them when I want. And then uh, I used to go thrift storing all the time and I'd find PS2 games or whatever. I'd be like, oh, cool. I'm going to buy this for a dollar or two and I'm going to check it out. Yeah. And then it got to where it was out of hand. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. Like, even as a kid, like, when I got my Super Nintendo or, you know, even, like, the next system and the next system, I never was one to be like, yeah, let's go trade these in, you know? Like, to much to my mom's chagrin, you know? Like, every time that we moved, having to pack it all up, even though I hadn't played them in years at that point, you know, because 
especially when you're like a teenager, you know, you're probably just going to be playing like whatever's newest at the time. Yeah. But I never, ever wanted to get rid of them. Though there was one game my entire life that I traded in, and it was it was the launch copy of Ridge Racer for the Xbox 360. I was so disappointed in that after having played the awesome Ridge Racer for PlayStation Portable that uh, that I, I went and traded that back in like three days later. <laughs> but other than that, like I've kept like every single game. The one thing that I regret the most is being a kid. Like, getting home with your new game, you know, like, for whatever, you know, your birthday or because you got, like, you know, really good grades in your report card or whatever. And being like, oh, my God, this box looks awesome. And then just ripping it apart, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, my God. It like, hurt my heart hearing that. I know. It hurts my heart. Did it though, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know very many people that kept their boxes, but damn, I wish I had. We uh, on our show, we always talk about the, the Sega clam cases because you couldn't really tear those apart i mean unless you got the cardboard ones but the the clam cases and man yeah. i wish super nintendo would have done something like that me too because any 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 complete copy that i have from my childhood is sega genesis yeah me too it, but it's funny that even even having said that i definitely somehow ended up with a few loose carts and I don't know if it was maybe because they it was by that time they were already in cardboard boxes or what, but I'm, I'm definitely asked myself like, why? What happened to the clamshell for this one? Yeah, it's a it's a tragedy. <laughs> it really is that there wasn't something for uh, Super Nintendo or Nintendo sixty four the NES. Uh, now, I, one of my big collections that I've been working on for a couple years now is I, I'm trying to go for a complete Nintendo sixty four in box collection. Wow. And uh, I, I'm not, I've only got like 70, 70 games or so, uh, which, you know, that's that's still a lot, but. Good start, man. <laughs> it, it's a, it's, yeah, it's a big start. And it's, I think it's, it's less than 300 games or so. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. Yeah. But, but man, it, there's something about having the box, and it is, it's so sad that we just tore them up, threw them away. We, when I was younger, we used to keep the manuals because, you know, sometimes you needed them. Like, how do I do this again? Because, yeah. But the box, that was the first thing to be gone. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, and I mean, like, you would damage it to open. I mean, you wouldn't even, like, open it up carefully, you know? You'd just be like, all right, let's get to it. Yeah, and then and then you look at, like, the Game I app, and you're, you're like, oh, my gosh, that's how much that goes for complete in box? Yeah, sometimes the box manual could be more than the game itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I don't know what happened to all my manuals either, because like I didn't throw those away, just like you were saying. But I can't find barely any of my childhood manuals. Yeah, uh, Goops, you got any questions? Uh, we can go grab a question from the group here. Our friend from our Discord, Level One Noob, he just wanted to say thank you very much for the, the app. He loves it so much, and uh, he wanted to know uh, how you clean or care for your own collection. Well, so you can enjoy um, it for years to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, like I definitely do like all the standard stuff with like like any time that I'm busting out an old game or usually when I buy them now, you know, like I'll, you know, do the whole cotton swab with high percentage alcohol. But having said that, we have like a resident cleaning expert in the game I Discord. And actually, if you open up the app right now, like the the article in the little banner section at the top of the app, is like um one of his like tips and tricks and if if you go into that article there's a link to his youtube page and i would definitely suggest um checking out his channel and if at any time you have questions like 
how do I remove this blockbuster sticker or whatever? You know, like he can help you with that a hundred percent. He's like really, really, really good at it. Like just recently, like I had like a label that was coming off of one of my old Nintendo games and I just went straight to him and asked what he would use to make it perfect again. But yeah, his, his name's L Doug. And, uh, you know, he's got like a, a small YouTube channel. He could definitely use some love, but yeah, that's, that's where I would suggest well, to go. Community, we go checking that out. Yeah. Yeah, and like a really easy way to find them if you don't want to come to our Discord is just to tap on that article. I actually saw that earlier today. I was like, oh, that's handy. I, I didn't realize that was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because usually when I open up the app, it's like, you know, I'm going in, putting in my stuff or, you know, scanning in something real quick. I'm not, you know, I know exactly what I'm going for. So I, today I actually like sat down for about uh, 20, 30 minutes and just kind of played and went through it all and pressed all the buttons trying to see like where it would lead me. And that's kind of some of the stuff I didn't realize were on there, you know, like, or had been updated in the last couple of months. So I was like, Oh, that's really cool. I didn't realize I was there. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that little section up there, we're also trying to like, like I, I have a friend, I, I won't say who he is yet. Cause he hasn't supplied me with the article yet, but that, uh, that makes like new game boy games, for example. So like we're trying to kind of use that as like an indie spotlight, you know, to to get people more aware of like all the neat things that are out there, or, or like use the community to help the community, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Or like um, last year, I think last October, we went to um, the Pittsburgh Gaming Expo. We got invited to there, so we had like a cool little link in there to invite people to come. And I was actually shocked that some people came to the expo just. Saw it in the app. Oh, very cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool that uh, just from looking at the app, then you got people to come to the con and come find you and meet you and converse yeah, and go on with that way. Yeah, it was it was it was awesome. That's that's actually where we like announced and gave kind of like a sneak preview of the website and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm really um, excited for that website to come out. Oh man, I'm, I'm I'm dying for it to come out. I want it out like last year. <laughs> Do you have uh, a, a a date in mind for it? That's one of those I don't want to say because gotcha. um, because like it was because it's not only me working on it, you know, so like I'm relying on help and, you know, everybody's got their own day jobs and schedules. But I will say that I'm really, really hopeful that within like a couple of weeks, I'm going to start teasing, you know, what it looks like and all the new functionality that it's bringing. And, you know, all that new functionality is going to filter down to the to the mobile app. Like I was saying, like, just as an example, some of the things would be, uh, you know, like the Japanese games all having prices attached to them and, and you know, the European games and uh, being able to filter by by region. And uh, like, I don't know how familiar you guys are, but like with like the report section, you know how it'll show like how many games you have out of how many games there are. Yes. Yep. Well, it's not very useful right now for completionists, you know, like you're saying you're going for, uh, you know, the North American Nintendo 64 set. Yes. Because it can't filter out by region. Uh, and, you know, and also it also has, you know, like hacks and all that thing in there. So, like, with all the new stratification that the website's going to bring, I'll be able to give you, like, no, there was 340-something, I'm making that number up, you know, Nintendo 64 American releases. And then you actually know, like, this is, you know, this is how close I am to completing the set. And, I mean, that's just a real, real small amount of the things that it's going to bring. Uh, you know, like, other little things that I'll tease are, like, you know, like, social features. So, like, say that Goobs wanted to see what you have, Toby, 
And if you have an account, you'll just be able to go, well, here's a link. Go see what I have, you know, or here's what I'm looking for. Right. Oh, very cool. And, yeah, that's yeah. great. And I mean, that's just like really, really the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And you also have uh, other things that, you know, don't aren't really <sighs> some people count them as they're in the collection or not. But like not for resale games like those are going to populate yeah. into to titles and stuff uh, into the number as well. Right. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much everything. So, I mean, like, if you go to, like, Pokemon with its, like, 150 different hacks that are out for Game Boy, all of those are included in that final number. Gotcha. But with the new way that we're handling the data with the website, those won't figure in, you know? Well, there's a there's a very handy spot in the app uh, that goes... It's the Connect where you can find all your links and stuff to to find you on social media or the Discord or uh, you've got a, a subreddit and stuff. Uh, but would you want to tell our listeners what your your social handles are so maybe they can poke around and yeah, sure. look uh, at I think that everywhere, except for maybe, I think Instagram, it might just be plain game eye. I might be wrong about that. But uh, it is VG. Game IVG. Game IVG. Okay, yeah. So Game IVG, I think, is is the handle for Twitter and Instagram. And then, you know, there's like a Facebook page, which you can just find just by looking for Game I. And uh, probably something else I'm forgetting. Oh, yeah, the subreddit, which is also just under Game I. Yeah. So there's big plans to add lots of new features in the future. Oh, so many. So many. <laughs> well, That's exciting. Yeah, we're we're very excited to to get all those new features because, like I said, we we I mean, it was probably the first week that we all started downloading. There's probably about what ten of us just in chat, like scanning stuff, just having a good time, laughing and stuff. And and like I said, it, it gets re brought up every couple of months to where we're like, oh, you're new, you don't know the game I have. We just had uh, one guy that joined. He's got a massive uh, wrestling collection, like just wrestling video games from like different regions and stuff. So yeah, he, that brings me to a question. <laughs> what's that question? From the same uh, person, Captain Gooley. He wants to know why the hell is his shitty WCW cartridge worth so much? It's like backstage <laughs> stuff and it's worth like $300 or some stupid amount. It must have been like, I mean, yeah, you never know. I mean, you have to like look that up, you know, probably like a late print run or uh not a lot of copies came out or it's just you know like completionists you know like when they finally get to that last game that they need you know they're gonna yeah, shell out the value up yeah a few more quick questions here before we wrap things up our friend um, mass llama he wants to know do you uh do you see re-releases or remasters affecting the market very much like have you noticed anything like that not really i would i mean like i i mean i've i've noticed them and they're going to be handled in the app too, but not as a part of the official release set. I'm actually calling okay. those, I'm calling those releases in the website Afterlife, uh, so that like covers like limited run re-releasing, you know, like Nintendo and Super Nintendo games. But it also covers like how like Capcom has like republished a couple of their games and things like that. You would think that it would, but really, if, if flashcards aren't changing it, then re-releases aren't going to change it either. Yeah. And then the last and most important one here from our friend the Berg. On the itching and scratchy CD-ROM, is there a way to get out of the dungeon without using the wizard key? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the last itchy and scratchy game that I played was for Game Gear. I think it was like a Lemmings clone. 
It sounds like they're they're very similar. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that one. Uh, was it Itching Scratchy or Krusty's Super Fun House? I think I think it was yeah. Actually, I think it was Krusty's Super Fun House. Hey, I love Krusty's Super Fun House. Actually, we covered that game, Goobs. Yeah, we did <laughs> on Super Nintendo. Much chagrin. Uh, for for the wrestling guy, I'm just like looking to see like what games with wrestling in their name have the highest value for the loose copy. And I'm seeing like, for example, the Japanese copy of Big Bang Pro Wrestling for Neo Geo Pocket loose, a hundred bucks. Wow. See, and, you know, I, I thought that I thought that Japanese games in general were cheaper, but now that I'm seeing all the prices come down on the website, that is just not the case. There are some that are like in like the thousands. Well, I would like to let you know that your app has a big influence on our show because we have a segment every show where I get to scream in Goob's ear, how much is this game? And usually I've, I've grabbed the price from the app. <laughs> so uh-huh. he, he usually has to try to guess whatever game we're, we're reviewing that episode. He has to guess the price of a loose copy and a complete in box. So I get screwed sometimes because I'm Canadian. He's reading, so I have to do a conversion quickly in my head <laughs> from a Canadian. Because sometimes I'll guess what I know the price to be up here, and then I'll get it totally wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, it actually sounds like I mean, like with like how popular our childhoods have become and how much they are in like the current like adult psyche, I would not be surprised to find that be a game show at some point. <laughs> well, I think we need to TM that because, uh, oh, no one. Yeah. Needs you to- guys should get on it. Pitch it. You follow Seinfeld's approach and pitch it to a studio. <laughs> <laughs> then they'll just cut us out. We'll be the, the middleman getting cut out. And like we can do this without those two bozos. <laughs> And then it'll fail for sure. Yes, right. Yeah, the app definitely gets a shout out every episode when we do that segment. Yep. Oh, I appreciate it, guys, because I definitely really count on uh, word of mouth. You know, we don't really have an advertising budget just yet. Well, and you know, it's it's one of those things that it's helping the retro community out, the video gaming community in general, because it's not just retro games, even though that's what most I'm sure people are using it for. Uh, and, and, you know, anything that's helping the community or, or trying to help it grow or whatever, you know, we're all for because, I mean, that's at the end of the day, we have uh, a free, we're all gamers at the end of the day. Yeah, we have a free podcast that, you know, it, we're talking about these old games. And so if, if it's something that just benefits all of us, well, why not share it with everyone? That's why, you know, we'll occasionally try to make posts on social media like, hey, go download this app. And, you know, it's. We're just trying to share it with other people that may love retro gaming like we do, and you know it's it's a handy tool. So, well, I really appreciate it, guys. Yeah, it's no problem at all. But uh, we can go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, no more questions, Goobs. No, I'm good. We covered pretty much all of it. Is there anything you want to get in, Harrison? Before we go, uh, no, just um, you know, like let's try to schedule some time. Uh, a little bit after the website comes out, and I can talk to you guys about it some more. Hell yeah. Yeah, we'd, we'd love to have you back. We would love yeah. to hear all the, the new stuff that's going to be with the website, and you can, you can basically give us the walkthrough of it, and we can pull it up, and you can tell us, like, go check this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, again, thank you for taking the time to BS with us about silly retro games, you know? Yeah, no, anytime, guys. If you haven't yet, go download the Game I app. What are you waiting for, folks? Come on. For real. Finish him. 
All right, so that's going to be the end of this episode. We'd like to thank Harrison again for taking some time out to talk to us about the Game I app. Go download it. Yeah, definitely go check that app out. Like I said, if you haven't, what are you waiting for? Go get it. It's free. It's free. We love free, too. But speaking of not so free. (laughs) Yeah, no, this is definitely not going to be a... So this will be the most expensive Patreon list you've ever heard. <laughs> That's right. We are going to shout out our patrons, which, uh, what, what do we, we do what to them, Goops? We, we love them very much, oh, so Toby. That's it. We love them. We sure do love these people. There is an app for them where I would never swipe right or left. <laughs> no, I don't know what the swipe good right. one is. Swiping right is the good thing. That's, that's okay. A, yeah. That's... We, we swipe right on all of our patrons. Yes. I don't use dating apps. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? That's a good sign that you got that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, yes, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash bad secret media. We've got some people we're going to shout out. Goobs. You come up with a nickname. What is the theme for this episode? Uh, most expensive games. And I'm using the Game I app. Nice. Nice. All right. To kick us off, we have DJ Romance Baby. He's Metal Slug. What about Gilmy Talks? Stadium Events. Wolfman. He's Garoom. Mark of the Wolves. <laughs> what about Obreon? Obreon and... Donkey Kong 64. What about Paprika? Paprika's Bubble Bath Babes. <laughs> what about The Berg? The Berg's Yoshi Story International Version. What about Level 1 Noob? Level 1 Noob is Star Fox Super Weekend. Oh, that's a very expensive one. The Review Bros. Little Samson. Keith Gasper. Double Dragon. Chris Copeline. The Samurai Showdown 5. Fat Shags? Peekaboo Poker? <laughs> uh, what about Mass Llama? Cheetahman 2? Last but not least, Riku. The Art of Fighting 3. Nice. Those are our patrons. You can go to patreon.com slash badsecretmedia and uh, support the little thing that we do. Hell stuff. yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah. Speaking of the little things we do, show Jenny Bean. Can't let an episode go. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful <laughs> beautiful um goops uh we usually like promote all of our our stuff and whatnot but i i think we can skip it this round because you gotta go follow game eye i think that's more important this episode yeah, this is all about them yeah you know us yeah if well, you come join our discord that'd be great hey yeah join the discord uh, the link is in the show notes below yeah come do that also go join their discord join everyone's discord let's just start the community this is a fucking just start piling all together and just raising everyone up to great heights that's right support the retro community or something like that hell yeah can you take me higher game over folks <laughs> <laughs>